this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Right. I always, oh, I'm going to turn my phone down so people don't have to hear how popular I am with all these notifications <laughs> coming in and going, wow, a lot of people really want to talk to him. Uh, hello and welcome to episode should have checked the number before we recorded 135. It looks like 15 away from another huge milestone. How many, how, when, do, when does that put us? 15 weeks away is like what, four-ish months? I don't like know. July? Is hard. <laughs> so like in July, we'll be celebrating 150 episodes. And then it comes back around to, all right, we decide right now. Do we do this more? Do we knock out another 50? Who knows? Who's joining me here today? should be yes. It's Kim. Probably. Yes. There's, <laughs> there's so much stuff out there. I can easily knock out the rest of the like topics for the rest of the year without even trying like there's so much stuff (laughs) that we haven't gotten to yet it is bonkers and one of those things we're getting to today Uh, kim what are we here to talk about we are here to talk about the mighty ducks you checked your notes (laughs) as though you couldn't remember you know i was like "Uh oh um yeah a movie i had never seen before were you at all familiar with it in any way um the hockey team and i always wondered because there is a mighty ducks hockey team right like actual hockey team well yes uh anaheim but they're not the they were the mighty ducks now they're just the ducks (laughs) they they downgraded so are they based off of the movie or is the movie based on them no they are based off of the movie okay well that is all i knew but really didn't know about the mighty ducks yeah uh I, this is, I feel like I put people through a lot of sports movies on this show. Oh, also, don't let me use my mouse. I used my mouse in the last episode, and now I'm going through the editing and removing a lot of little clicks. <laughs> I'm clicking back and forth between two documents I needed for the podcast, and I'm using my mouse. So sorry, everybody, for last week's episode, where you hear a lot of... That just sounds of, like you're really good at multitasking, clicks. though. Like Not you really. can organize yourself in ways how did I not, that I can't. How did I not realize over an hour record that I'm clicking a button right next to the microphone? <laughs> I've actually, I have a clicky pen and I've put it away from me so I don't click it for your podcast. Good plan. We'll get our clicks in after we're done here. Or our quacks. You can just, you can just oh <laughs> damn it, that's how we were supposed to start this episode. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. I forgot. That was what I, I was just going to start it by going quack. Quack, and then get mad at you when you inevitably don't join in. <laughs> yeah, I would have joined in for that because I know the words for that. Last time ah. you left me hanging for the Animaniacs song. Is that really? Wow, I guess we haven't done an episode since Animaniacs. I think we may have done one more. Oh, we, no, we did yeah. um, Point Break. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now I'm switching back to not using 
that I'm going to use, I'm going to type them. So I have this in front of me. So the reason primarily that it's, it's, it's time to do the Mighty Ducks is because Disney Plus is bringing it back. Uh, and not just bringing it back, but bringing it back with original star Emilio Estevez, who doesn't do much acting these days. What so, has he done? Lately? Or in general? Is he just known for this movie? Is that a stupid question? I feel like that might be a stupid question. No, I, I, he hasn't been very front-facing for the last, God, probably like 20 years. Uh, he pops up in a movie every now and then. I think he was on an episode of Two and a Half Men probably 10, 15 years ago because his brother was on it. Oh, his brother's Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's what he reminds me of. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out. He looks a lot like, yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, Chuck. Chuck Sheen decided that Chuck Estev or Charlie Estevez wasn't going to cut it. So he changed it to Sheen and Emilio you know, continued forward. Who's who's your favorite of the Estevez brothers? Are you team Emilio or are you team Charlie? I have no idea. I don't no. know enough about them to answer this question. You got to decide right now. Emilio. Where, where, okay, so your allegiance lies with Emilio. <laughs> I, ooh, I mean, Charlie Sheen, he's done and then said some things the last, you know, 15 years, but he did make the Hot Shots movies, so maybe that I... That means maybe... nothing to me. You never <laughs> I'm seen nodding. Hot Shots? No, I'm just nodding as like I know what you're talking about. No, I, hot... I, I haven't. Uh, so there's Hot Shots, which is a parody of Top Gun. Mm. And then there's Hot Shots Part Deux, which is a parody of the Rambo movies. And I watch those movies all the time. So we should probably do a Hot Shots episode, but comedy episodes are hard. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, because all you can really talk about is, did you find it funny? I used to find it funny, but did I still find it funny? And that's especially a parody movie. Yeah, I guess so. I, so, I But I'm writing it down as something that I should probably watch because it does sound good. I remember them being really funny. However, Kim, mm -hmm. on the other side, Emilio did a parody called Loaded Weapon 1, a parody of like 90s action movies Ooh. with a very early in the career Sam Jackson. <laughs> and I also remember that movie being really funny. So I don't know. Maybe that's the episode. Maybe it's the 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 battle between Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez's early 90s parody movies. This should be your 150th episode. <laughs> <laughs> it writes what a, itself. <laughs> what a disappointment everyone would be. <laughs> 50, we introduced someone to Star Wars. 100, we did 10 mini segments. And then for this one... I don't know. We watched Hot Shots. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was fine. I'm behind this idea. I hope it happens. I'm actually looking at Emilio Estevez's filmography and around 2000, that's just kind of it. Aside from like some voice work and an occasional like supporting role, he kind of did the Mighty Ducks trilogy and wrapped it up. Well, I don't really see him as being an actor who could show us more than what he showed us in this movie. Oh, then you haven't seen Loaded Weapon 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is a trilogy, which I think you realized when you were firing it up. Yeah, because I had the option to rent all of them. But I, was, I Googled immediately just to see like who the, who the cast was. And then Keenan Thompson popped up. 
And then I was like, oh, great. He's going to be in the first one, but he wasn't. So is he in number two or number three? Oh, I don't know. I I saw two once when it came out and I've never seen three. Hmm, okay. This was the one that I, I had affinity <laughs> for. Uh, so yeah, they're bringing it back on March 26th, I think. Disney Plus, Mighty Ducks, Game Changers with <laughs> Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham of Gilmore Girls fame. So, I'm not. Mm, as, yeah, me saying her name is the closest we're ever going to get to a Gilmore Girls episode. So <laughs> I could never do Gilmore Girls. It's way too much talking. We used to do a thing, uh, me and a friend of mine. Um, I think she used her real name, just in case she was on the peanut butter solution episode, if anyone needs a reference. Used to do a thing where we each recommended a show to the other person and you had to commit to, I think it was at least five episodes before you decided... I don't want to do this. Hmm. And uh, what were the two? I know the the one I definitely, we did Lost and Gilmore Girls. And she stayed with Lost till the bitter end. And I bailed on <laughs> Gilmore Girls after five episodes. Uh, I think citing the same thing you did of, it's a lot. It's just a lot to, to deal with. Yeah. I remember Mad TV did a sketch of the Gabmore Girls, and I thought that was brilliant. Just like people walking in circles, just talking nonstop without breathing. That's yeah. what that show is to me. Yeah, that sounds exactly <laughs> right. And occasionally dropping pop culture references that a girl that as young as Rory shouldn't know. That's what yeah. I remember. Uh, so enjoy that reference. There, there you go. We just did our Gilmore Girls episode. I said, like, <laughs> a character name. I hope you all enjoyed that. So it felt like it felt like a t- the time to revisit this. I have not seen this in probably, God, if it came out in 90, I think it said it came out in 94? 92? 94. So how old was I? 10? How old am I now? Older than that. <laughs> when were you born? <laughs> It's probably this is going to help us. <laughs> minimum 20 years, maybe 25. And what I was a little surprised by, because I know I watched it a lot. We've done other childhood sports movies from around that time on this podcast. We did Space Jam. We did Rookie of the Year. We did Little Giants. And when I was watching those, I remembered them very well. But this one, I didn't. I remembered bits and pieces, but there were huge chunks of this movie that were almost like I was watching it for the first time. Like, wow, I, I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. I I want to say that I really, really enjoyed this movie. So I'm wow. breaking the trend of not liking things. But okay, I, I can finally <laughs> we gave I you <laughs> I was so like we were after the first session, I was like, I don't think I'm giving I don't know if I've given her a good one. I feel like you have. I've just been very, very critical of the 90s in ways that I wouldn't have been if I'd watched these movies in the 90s. But I love this one. I thought it was exciting. and I, But I get what you're saying because while I was watching it, I was thinking I've seen all these scenes before in other 90s movies. <laughs> yeah, it's the sports movie formula. It doesn't yeah. really break from it. Uh, I mean, but you know, that's what we want from these movies. And it's, you have all the pieces. We know where it's going. It's just, what what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do with those pieces? Are you going to make it work? And 
I mean, I guess we're just giving our thoughts off the top here, but I thought overall, yeah, I think, uh, let, well, let, let's, let's, you know, let's set it up. <laughs> so Emilio Estevez is for once a character name I can remember because they say it a lot. Gordon Bombay. Right. I forgot and, it. <laughs> and Gordon Bombay at the beginning. So actually the first thing we learn is that he was a, you know, an up and coming hockey talent as a kid. And it was the state finals and it was over. Uh, no, the game was tied and he hits the, he has a penalty shot. He hits the goalpost. And then there, the team goes on to lose in overtime and it has hung over his head in shame forever. He quits hockey. He's done with hockey and he becomes a piece of shit lawyer. Well, like, he quits hockey because of the, it's not, I, I initially thought that was his dad, but it's not his dad. It's his coach. It's his coach. And what he says to that kid is horrendous. What, yeah, what does he say again? The guy is an You're not awful... just going to disappoint me. You're going to disappoint the team. Yeah. Like pressure. And how old is this kid? Like 12, 13? I think he's nine. I think he's nine. Oh, yeah. He's young. I think he said he was nine. Yeah. So no wonder he's traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, has wants nothing to do with hockey. He wants everything to do with being garbage lawyer. Uh, a bad, like a good lawyer in the sense that he's good at, you know, being a garbage lawyer, but even other lawyers know him as, oh, it's this fucking guy. Like even other kind of scummy lawyers know, oh, this, this fucking guy. Cause he but goes then, for the W you gotta no, go for the W gotta, or yeah. it doesn't matter at all. Which maybe it sounds like he has some lessons to learn, Kim. <laughs> It sounds like uh, he needs to be put in a situation where winning and teamwork, you know, winning is maybe not as important as being a team. And thankfully, he gets in that situation because he drives drunk, <laughs> which I, I knew that he had to do it as community service. But I figured, you know, 1994 kids movie, it would be some silly scenario where, I don't know, what's a silly scenario in a kids movie why someone would have to go to jail he um, gets angry at a traffic light and dr drives his car into the back of another car. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Or, you know, his pants fall down. Oh, we all saw your bum. But for public indecency? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want them to fall down, but no, he drives drunk. So that could happen, but driving drunk cannot. I'm just saying, having your lead character drive drunk in a Disney movie threw me a little bit. Uh, so the firm basically cuts a deal. We'll bury this, but part of your sentence is you got to do 500 hours of community service and you're going to do it by coaching the ragtag Mighty Ducks. This group of kids who, I don't know. I don't, I was going to say. Misfits? That, yeah, they're the misfits, but I was going to say who can't really play the sport, but that's not true. That's actually something I kind of like about this movie is I assume you've never seen Little Giants. No, I haven't. So that's same idea, but football. But in a lot of these movies, such as Little Giants and Rookie of the Year, it is kids who aren't inherently good at the sport, but use trickery, essentially. Like in Little Giants, there's stuff like, oh, the quarterback farted and it smelled real bad and it threw the other team off and they were able to, 
you know, get a touchdown or in rookie of the year, the whole concept is that his arm heals in a weird way. So he can pitch super fast. So they have to have these workarounds, but actually these in the mighty ducks, they're good at hockey. They have to learn to kind of come together and work as a team, but they don't it was have kind to. of like the big green. Have you seen that? I have. It's on the list to do, but I've only ever seen it, I think, once or twice. Oh, I love that movie as a kid. I used to watch it over and over and over again. But it was the same kind of like poor place in the world somewhere. And the kids like the sport and they don't realize that they're actually good at it and they need the guidance from somebody. And there's a cop in it. So, oh, wait, this guy's a lawyer. I was going to say it's pretty much the same (laughs) story. It's like, I'm sure there is a cop in this movie somewhere. Maybe there's not. I Cops guess and lawyers no. are the same thing in my head. Someone had to tell them don't drive drunk. So there must yeah, have been a there. cop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there. I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the crux of this movie is Emilio Estevez, or sorry, Gordon Bombay. I should use the character name when I actually <laughs> know it. For the rare time. You know, ha- he comes in all, you know, I don't want to do this. I hate hockey. I hate kids his first piece of advice to them is just take a dive. Like if no matter what, even if you get tapped, like just fall to the ice and act like you've been super hurt. Uh, And he actually comes around pretty quick. It doesn't take a whole lot of movie for him to realize I'm being an asshole. I should be a good coach. Like after the take a dive scene, a parent yells at him and then he, he's pretty much turned around. (laughs) Well, no, he, he goes and talks to, What's the relationship there? It's not his dad because his dad's dead. Some random old man with a Russian accent. I couldn't tell what it was. I'm trying to, I don't remember what that relationship was. It couldn't be his coach because his coach is the villain of the movie. His dad's dead. Who the hell was that guy? (laughs) Anyway, that guy. It's just like the random 90s old man that everybody loves. Yeah, that guy shows him the error of his ways. And, you know, hey, what if instead of a bad coach, you were a good coach? And Gordon goes, hmm. And then becomes a good coach. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah. (laughs) And they may or may not have to face the evil ass coach who is still a coach. And they didn't age him up at all. He just looks exactly the same as he does in the flashbacks. But he's still asshole coach. He's not an over-the-top villain. He's just a dick, which I also kind of respect about this movie, is they could have easily made him a much more cartoonish, nefarious, scheming asshole, but instead he's just... He's just a prick. Yeah. I mean, we only really see him on the ice, and then what's the thing that happens? There's actually a kid on the Hawks team, because he's the coach of the Hawks, yeah. And there's a kid on that team who shouldn't be there because of where he lives in that town. He has to actually be playing with the Ducks. And then that coach tries to hustle his way into making sure that the kid doesn't leave his team. Yeah. So there is some scheming, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's not too villainous. Yeah. And it's his star player. So he does have motivation. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Like he's losing their up and coming. Like this is the kid who could take us all the way player so he does have motivation to not want that to happen as opposed to just i don't want gordon to get his way 
And then that leads to Gordon getting fired because his boss is brought in on it. And he basically says, you got to walk this back or you, you can go. And then and in my, one of my favorite movie moments in the movie, Gordon just starts yelling quack, quack, quack at his boss after he gets fired, which do you everyone how- should always do. I mean, that's that's like a trick I put in my back pocket for future moments with my boss, for sure. But I do love how that boss was like, we have to teach you a lesson because you don't have a moral compass. And then, spoiler alert, it's the boss who doesn't have a moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, they, and also, they don't always start as the ducks. They actually start as District 5, right. which is very Hunger Games. And then... He changes their names to the Ducks. And For what reason? <laughs> I can't remember. Disney wanted to make an NHL team called the Ducks, maybe. I don't actually oh, wait. remember. They're all called after birds. So maybe that was the only bird that was left. The Hawks. I know in, in the finals they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah, that's maybe true. Maybe it's an all-bird <laughs> league. So it's like... Oh, the ducks? Like, look, motherfuckers, it was this of the flamingos. So <laughs> what sounds cooler? And then he has this whole speech about, you ever fuck around with a duck? Duck will bite your face clean off. Or I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, but. <laughs> oh, it's just ducks work together as a team and you can't go after one duck because the other ducks will yeah. come after you. Yeah, the other ducks will gang <laughs> up and straight up bite your face. They'll, How did you paraphrase that? No, <laughs> Don't eat your face clean off, Charlie. Clean off. Charlie's played by... So, yeah, Charlie is kind of the one player we get to know a little bit more about. Uh, Charlie played by a young Joshua Jackson. Apparently, the role almost went to Jake Gyllenhaal and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, God, I'm so glad it wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I forget. One of them, they just... Their mom said they couldn't do it. (laughs) Uh, And I don't remember why the other one wasn't able to, but they, they were up for it, but instead it went to uh, young Pacey, Mr. Joshua Jackson. And Charlie loves two things more than anything in the world. Hockey and the idea that Gordon Bombay might bone his mom. (laughs) How it's pitched in the movie is that he will be his new father. (laughs) Yeah. And Charlie is on board with this so fast. Like immediately. Oh, you don't have a wife? Oh, my mom doesn't have a husband. That's crazy. What if I don't know that happened? Like right from moment one, I feel like and that, that is kid Charlie's... knows how to set it up. Yeah, because he he invites him over to dinner and then is like, "Oh, you should go to this winter festival with my mom. Do yeah. it." <laughs> Just straight up parent trapping, except not his own parents. Just trying to trying to get them to hook up, which. I mean, his intentions seem noble. He doesn't want his mom to be lonely, but... And I guess it's a better trope than the other way around of having him go, you're not my dad! He never yells, you're not my dad, which would have been very easy, unless he does in the sequels, I don't know. Yeah. As you're saying it, I'm realizing there's actually a lot of good decisions made in this movie. It could have gone the wrong way, but it didn't. I would rather have him in full support of it versus, you might be my coach, but you're not my father. (laughs) <laughs> I might be your father soon Charlie <laughs> You got your wish I'm boning your mom oh. 
You should start I, like a paraphrased Disney movie. <laughs> Again, bit, that and that's might, all you do. <laughs> we should watch the sequels first, though, in case that that's in there. I imagine they might kill off the mother because she's pointless. Jesus they, Christ. They, well, that's what they do in 90s <laughs> movies. They just do the whole like, oh, here's the love story you wanted as like bait to get you watching more. And then you go to the more and then the woman is the woman's just dead. <laughs> when does that happen? I can't imagine a sequel where they're like, oh, yeah, and Charlie's mom died, by the way. Isn't that just like the <laughs> Disney thing? Like you always kill off one parent. You can never have both parents. But not in the sequel once you've already gotten <laughs> them together. It's like, oh, Gordon Bombay found love, but she's dead now. Focus on the hockey game. You wait. That's going to be the premise for the new one. <laughs> Disney's going dark. Okay. In the new one, it you're probably right because I'm pretty sure the trailer makes it look like he and Lauren Graham are going to start building something. So you're probably right. Oh, unless they break up in two or three, I don't know. There probably is going to be a one-off line about, oh, I had a wife and she died. And Charlie's around somewhere. I don't know. We couldn't yep. get Joshua Jackson to appear in this series. <laughs> unless they did. Actually, that, that'd be kind of cool. I love the children. The, the kid actors in this, they're incredible. And the weird kind of, what's his name? The guy with the glasses who just makes quips all the time and never shuts up. He never I, got old for me. I love oh, him. Oh, I did not care for him. Oh, really? <laughs> no. His whole thing is he's just doing the copy machine guy from Saturday Night Live. That's his whole bit. Do you know the copy machine no, guy? No, I don't. So it was a Rob Schneider character from around that time. This is why I don't know it. <laughs> okay. So it's probably one of those things that was comedy gold at the time. And you would go back and watch it now and think, what, what did we see in this? Where... He sat, he was in an office and he sat by a copy machine and people would come up to make copies and he would just say like, oh, Kim, Kimarama, Kim's here, make copies, Kim, the Kim, oh. mach the Kim machine. <laughs> that was it. That, and that was, I, maybe there was more to it. That's what I remember. And so that's all this kid is doing. Basically, the whole movie is like, oh, this guy doing this. Like, well, who came first, the SNL sketch or this? It had to have been the SNL skit. I don't know 100%, mm. but it felt like that's what he was doing. And to okay. me, it was just, you know, if you had a character spending the whole movie doing the Wayne's World, like, oh, swing, not. I was like, oh, I don't want this. So, okay, then I take it back. <laughs> I don't like him as much now that so, I know he just plagiarized. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was not doing it for me as the comedy relief, unfortunately. Was there other kids who were comedy relief? Because you had the bullies. Or like the, the the tough kids, like, don't mess with me. Yeah, uh, the goalie. <laughs> That's me being tough. <laughs> yeah, I was really convinced. <laughs> Please don't approach me <laughs> or else. Your mama. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke for just us. <laughs> That's the beauty of being here live. You get a little joke that's just for him, just for us. Uh, the goalie had some funny parts, I remember. Yeah, he was quite good, actually. The scene where he's, like, tied up in the net and they're just shooting pucks at him, I remembered that scene, and then they just leave him there. Yeah, that part wasn't as funny for me, though, because I think it, as a kid it might have been, but as an older adult with responsibilities, it was like, go get him, go get yeah. him. <laughs> I had a similar reaction. <laughs> I hope they went back for him. <laughs> 
he's in the next scene, so everything's fine. But yeah. Jesus, uh, God, is that? I'm trying to think if there's any other funny characters. The I think his name is Freeman, the copy machine guy. He's definitely supposed to be the main funny guy, and I guess everyone else gets moments. It was cool to see Eldon Henson pop up. He was the kid who can shoot really well, but can't <gasps> do anything else. Yeah, he was really good. Daredevil's Eldon Henson. That was a fun little like, oh shit, that guy. <laughs> Other than that though, yeah, there's the kid who keeps calling the uh, Banks is the fittingly named rich kid, actually. I'm just now realizing that they named uh... the rich kid Banks. Uh, he's the kid who gets swapped over kind of against his will from the Hawks to the Ducks. He takes it pretty well. Like when he shows up in the locker room, he's like, you know, I just want to play hockey. And there's not as much of an arc with him as I expected. The team's pretty mean to him. And then one guy kind of comes around on him. And that's Yeah, it. after he gets concussed on the ice. That's yeah. what it took to be friends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess you are a part of the team as you get... <laughs> carried away on a stretcher. Although I guess his arc concludes because he clearly is okay with being away from the Hawks because the coach is a dick. So when he's being carried away on the stretcher, he says, go kick some Hawk butt. So that's when you know. And the guy who keeps calling him Cake Eater, which I had to Google because he keeps, uh, the one kid keeps calling Banks like, oh, Cake Eater. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And I looked it up and it's just kind of a, it's a word that to use against rich people, basically. Like, oh, go eat uh, your, go eat your is it cake. From like Marie Antoinette, rich person. Let them eat cake. Maybe. I didn't get too deep into its origin, but I just <laughs> wanted to like, what is this kid saying? What is he calling this? And yeah, it's basically you know, it's another way of saying Richie, like you rich kid. It's kind of amazing go that you cake. took the time to look it up, and I was just like, this is probably just some '90s jargon that I forgot about. <laughs> It clearly played a big role in the story. So eventually I had to. That, that's how you knew those characters were cool because he says cake eater more in jest. Like, you know, uh, we, we're good now. But you also knew they were cool because they just skate around on rollerblades wearing turtlenecks. That also does happen. <laughs> that also does happen. Because they're the elite rich kids with, with those turtlenecks. Yeah. That's how you know that they're rich kids. <laughs> Could that have been uh, more 90s? Did they have the gold chain? One of them must have had a gold chain going on. It was pretty. The only way it could have been more 90s, I guess, is maybe more neon. Or like one of those shirts mm. where you press your hand against it and your handprint left a different color. What is that? that? Oh, you don't remember those? That's from the 90s? Yeah. God, what was the name? It was like those two bulldogs, those two surfer bulldogs. Were they just named Salt and Pepper? <laughs> They might have just been named Salt and Pepper, but it was two bulldogs and they had shirts where it was one neon color and you'd press your hand against it and then you'd take it off and the handprint it left would be, you know, orange against the blue or whatever. Whoa. Yeah. You couldn't wear them now because like people in public would just be like, oh, that's one of those shirts and touching you, mm-hmm. which as a kid, like it probably wasn't cool that we were doing that, but you did. If someone wore a color changing shirt, you were going to go up and touch that shirt. See it change I've color. Never, I just remember the the sneakers with the velcro and the the glowiness in the heel. Oh, I don't that know, was nineties for those. me. What? Yes, you do. <laughs> you, if you remember that shirt, you have to remember these sneakers. Yeah, you walk, I, and then the back lit up. 
So every time you stepped, uh, okay. it was like lights, lights, lights. Huh. I did not know. I mean, I owned one of the color changing shirts. I would probably wear it along with like my, my air, my pump shoes. So <laughs> going to school with my pump shoes, my jogging pants and my color changing shirt. To I had pogs. many a Power Rangers um, jumpsuit going on. Nice. Or jogging pantsuit. Oh, I thought, when, by jumpsuit, <laughs> I thought you meant the, the full outfit from the show. <laughs> like, that would be badass if you just showed up in full Pink Ranger outfit every well, day. I am Kimberly, right? So that was what everybody called me. So I thought about doing it, but I didn't. You know what? There are far, far, far worse things to be called. Kimberly was one of, like, arguably the best ranger. So. Sure. She had a bow and arrow. <laughs> That oh. shit was cool. <laughs> Everyone else just had close range weapons, but she had a bow and arrow. I don't remember much from the show except the putty Clayman. Yeah. That's it. I can't believe we haven't done a Power Rangers episode. I guess this is because how do you do that? There's so many episodes, there's movies. We have to, we'll figure that out. Mighty <laughs> Ducks. I should be looking at my notes. I wrote Home I have- Alone. Oh, go ahead. I wrote Home Alone music because there's a part of the beginning and that's when I thought we were in trouble where, and it's the only time I think they do this, that what's the prank that they pull? They like put poop in a purse. Yeah. And and they put a a dollar bill sticking out. Yeah. And then a guy steals it. And then when he's driving away, you just hear him go, Oh no. And throw the poop purse out the window. But then he sees the kids laughing and takes chase or actually, I don't even think he does take chase. I think they just run no, away. No, there's a, there's a huge chase scene and it's sped up and then it ends with him on a seesaw and it hits his groin. Oh, right. I think, there's, is it a seesaw? I thought he like fell on a tree branch. I don't know. There's a there's a piece of wood and it gets lifted up between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Totally, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually forgot about this scene because it in no way contributes to the story. <laughs> no. And it sets a tone that the rest of the movie doesn't match, which I'm okay mm. with. But I thought we were in trouble because in the first five minutes, you get sped up kids running set to music that sounds exactly like the Home Alone music where they're running through the um, running through the airport. And then it ends, yeah, with a nut shot. Oh, no. But then that's it. Like, there's not really any fart jokes or after that. Like they kind of think get it. it was the way that they set up the kids. And then I think they cut to the lawyer and his thing. And it was supposed to be a way of setting up the two groups. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. No, I'm glad that that's not what this movie is <laughs> overall. But it did have amazing one-liners. That's what I was going to say. Like, there's the moment where they're in the classroom <laughs> and a big fight breaks out, but they're, they're like discussing oxygen and what goes into making oxygen and then they're like this creates 96 percent of what's in your body what is it and one kid's just like pizza (laughs) my my favorite part of that scene was god what was the question he basically is like okay yes that's that and what about these blue balls and everybody laughs it's like dude you had to know what you were doing there come on you can't get upset with them for <laughs> laughing if you're going to say something like that. And that is that is a type of joke that would never be allowed to re-enter a Disney movie. Do you think? The blue balls joke? Yeah, I don't think that can come in. Hmm. 
Also, the way all of the parents just scream at the children. Nobody is allowed to talk to children like that anymore. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. There, I feel like if it came out that a coach was acting like how that coach is acting, that coach would be fired very fast instead In of seconds, co- yeah. coaching the same team for decades upon decades. Like there's a, a part where... Doorbell. <laughs> no. I was I was looking at my notes though, and there there's two there's three things that are essential to setting the tone of this movie. One, the lawyer's license plate is just win. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> when he drives away in his car, um, there's a Marky Mark or Marky Mark song at some point as they're doing something. I don't know what they're doing because I just got excited about that tune. Yeah, it's good vibrations. When does good vibrations play? I don't remember. It's okay. Any any scene that song wants to play in is totally fine. It might be when they're rollerblading through the mall and they're just throwing old people in fountains. Oh, it might be. (laughs) Yeah, I did make a note of that. They roller skate through a mall to teach... The God, what was his name? Fulton, I think, the Eldon Henson character who can shoot but not skate. They just throw him right in the deep end and go, "Okay, you know what? First thing we're going to do to teach you how to skate is rollerblade through a crowded mall." Yeah, and it's so violent, and there's no security. Nope. Was this the '90s? Yes. Were we free? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I'm pretty sure if you wanted to do that in the 90s, security would just give you like a Mentos commercial, like, (laughs) but they wouldn't really stop you. Yeah, I think it was during that scene. I think because of this movie, yeah, because of this movie, I'm going to listen to that song and I'm going to buy a pair of rollerblades and I'm just going to book it through the neighborhood. (laughs) Now's probably the time. Actually, no, I heard malls are weirdly crowded. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything okay on that end? <laughs> I don't know. There's been a horn fest going on outside my window for the last two days, and I don't know why. So occasionally you just hear people honking violently at each other. Hmm. I wonder if it's out of happiness or anger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say anger. Maybe they know we're recording a Mighty Ducks episode, and they just <laughs> want to show their support. I did have an hour-long class with just a beeping noise in the back from a truck backing up the whole time. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. The perks of being at home. (laughs) By the time this episode goes up, we're a year into this goddamn thing. We don't talk about about it much on the podcast, but you know what? Let's put a stamp on it right here just for history's sake. When this episode (laughs) goes live, how close will we have been to the... It will have been the previous day. This goes live on the 14th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And the world shut down on the 13th. Yep. Whoa. Yep. I remember being on a bus to work that morning thinking, I don't know if I'm going to do this again for a very long time. See, at least you knew what was coming. I was just thinking, like, "Eh, it's going to (laughs) pass. It felt weird. Um I took a bus in super early so I could go to the grocery store and see if it was at all normal, and it was not. So, oh. yeah, weird time. We don't need to get too deep into that. What other Mighty Ducks notes do I have? We had wrote- to talk about the best line in the movie, which happens when it's the playoffs and the Hawks coach tells two of his 
team players to attack another player on the other team, yeah, which they do. And then that's when the kid gets concussed. And then one of their teammates turns to them and goes, why did you do that? And the kid's just like, it's my job. Yes. <laughs> and the, yeah, I and don't the know. delivery was yeah. Academy Award winning. It was, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of when we really see the, the asshole coach for who he is when his whole strategy is just hit him. Yeah. Although it does lead to one of my favorite moments in the movie with uh, Fulton, the shooting kid, where uh, so two of the people on the team are a brother and sister figure skating fair. Like they're really good at figure skating. So they kind of, you know, I said there's no trickery, but that's not really true. At one point, this the I don't remember her name, Tammy. I think it was Tammy and Tommy were their names. She basically distracts them by doing a figure skating spin. So there is a little bit of that trickery in there. But, but then she the, scores a really amazing goal, which was still fair play. That's true. There is enough non-trickery to show they're actually good at hockey. They don't have to rely on, you know, and the flying V is not trickery. That shit's just <laughs> impressive. So I'm not counting that as trickery. That's just well done. Good strategy. I think at that point, I actually wrote down, why not geese? instead of ducks <laughs> maybe if it was a canadian team i guess that's what probably we'd be um what was i saying so there's a uh, one of the other players and i think it's after she scores the goal and there are they're not even in play he like checks her to the ground so fulton just says i'm on coach gets on the ice goes over to the other side flips the guy over the boards and then just casually skates back and goes i'm off coach because he knows that he's about <laughs> to get booted from the game and no one's mad at them. They're just like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. I mean, well these done. kids take initiative. They're like very adult. They're very mature for their age. I will never see children like this ever. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, maybe the copy machine guy. I oh, just, yeah. I yeah. equate him. I'm sure there's some kid on a hockey team somewhere quoting Borat. So I assume it's just the same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do I have any other notes? I wrote, who's going to clean up all these eggs? <laughs> That's where my head was at. That's when they're practicing and they're, they're trying to do soft touch. So they're trying to pass the, an egg back and forth without breaking it. And they break dozens and dozens of eggs on ice. That must be a pain in the ass to get off. So that they just go to, you know, Jim, the poor rink attendant and go, sorry, Jim, we broke at least 40 eggs out there. But it's not my fucking job. I'm just imagining a writer in the writing room making a case for like, we need a montage of cleaning up those eggs. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> or just a pan over to Jim with a single tear. Rolling down his face. <laughs> Maybe that's who the old guy was. Maybe he was like the arena maintenance guy. So he had to clean it up. Maybe, but he would have been way angrier in that case. Mm -hmm. Uh. I wrote, Folsom seems too old to play on a minor t minor league team, which is probably true. It's weird because they're talking about him going off to college, but also that he has to do the sixth grade again. So is he supposed to be like 16 years old? But there's like oh, a loop. I don't know. Because they're, they're talking about how colleges want him. It's not, He doesn't play hockey. He plays another sport. I don't Football. remember. Football. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about how colleges are already after him, but he has to repeat the sixth grade. 
So I don't know if that means he's a seventh grader that colleges are already watching or he's prepping for college, but no, that's not how it works. You couldn't have done the rest if he missed sixth grade. So yeah, I guess he's just a really talented seventh grader. I don't know. I didn't second guess that because I'm just like, yeah, this is 90s logic. It is, but (laughs) I feel like if they had this whole section about the legal precedent of what team Banks needs to play for, there should have been a scene where they went, this kid's 15 fucking years old. (laughs) And no, he can't play. But I'm not going to, I did not play hockey as a youth. Did you play professional, any organized sports as a youth? Well, I played for my elementary school. Like it wasn't professional, but it was lunch hour hockey and I was the goalie and I was nice. good. Nice. And then I played broomball. Are you the, so you're, are you Gordon Bombay? Are you the real life Gordon Bombay where something happened and you're just like, I got to, I'm really good at goalieing, but I'm walking away. Oh God, no. I wouldn't let something like that ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a life to live. <laughs> I'm a little surprised no one at any point went, what if you just sucked it up and kept playing hockey? But yeah, he, pride, right? Pride, I guess. He does pursue it, his dreams again at the end. Uh, we do need to start wrapping this up. I I knew it. Even when we said we had nothing to say, I was like, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to keep going. We uh, took a few detours, but you know. Yeah. Uh, when spoilers, the Ducks win uh, against the Hawks in the finals. Uh, Emilio, or sorry, Gordon, you say the character name when you know it. I so rarely know it. Goes off to play hockey somewhere. Does he go to play with the, at one point they talked to two people from what were at the time the Minnesota North Stars. Mm-hmm. Does he go off to play with them? Because I think they have a line about, you know, oh, if ever you want to get back in the game, that's my Minnesota accent. <laughs> I think he's just going off because he says he's an old man going to play with the young kids. So it's like the the stage before you can become an NHL player. What is that called? I mean, here it's the OHL. I don't know. I don't know the proper term for it. Someone will. Sports. Yes. It's the lesser. It's the, the, stage, <laughs> the stage two sport. And then you go to the stage three sport. <laughs> and also, yeah, I just realized the flaw in my logic of, is he going to play in the NHL? <laughs> Because that's not how it works. Hey, if ever you want to play in the NHL, just give me a call. You haven't played in <laughs> 25 years, but you're probably still good. Uh, and then he basically might as well just look at the camera and say, there's going to be a sequel because he's going off to do that. And he's like, I'll be back next season because we have a title to defend. And then over the credits, they play We Will Rock You, which I must be remembering the second movie because I had a very clear memory of oh no it's we are the champions i had a very clear memory of them sitting around a campfire singing we are the champions oh but that's either the second movie or a completely different 90s kids sports movie Hmm. because that does not happen here um no it ends in a very anticlimactic way with horrible hockey (laughs) horrible what horrible hockey it's so horrible to watch it's just like their passes are so slow like you can tell that they everything was staged and everybody mm. was really far away. <laughs> but they win. That's not it. They answer. win. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> I As was if, kind of wondering how they would end it because they could have gone both ways. Like they could you lose and this is still okay. And that's the lesson we learn here. Yeah. But really exactly. what they did at the end was say winning. You just got to go for the W. Yeah. <laughs> I was right all along. You got to go for the W. 
you knew they were, they had to win though, because at one point Gordon puts his childhood fears on Charlie because Charlie gets a penalty shot. They could win the game for them coincidentally. And so they're, you know, coach pick what player is going to do it. And he picks Charlie, even though Charlie's not the most qualified for it. He's like, no, you're going to do what I couldn't do, son. I'm gonna live I just through love you. how all the like all the other team players mention this other kid who's got to do it, and the coach is just like, "No, Charlie, yeah. it's got to be Charlie." So <laughs> at that point, they had to win because there's no way the movie goes the route of, "Oh no, Charlie also missed the shot." The team has lost faith in him and their coach. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. The only other note I wrote is uh, at one point there's a, it shows like a newspaper or a newsletter article on the front page of the ducks make the state finals. And at the top, it says America's number one hockey publication. And I had the question why America's number one hockey publication featured a front page story about a minor league Minnesota team (laughs) making the state finals. Because they're that good. Like there's the moment um, when they're in the arena and you see all of the the first place like banners that the Hawks have won, and then there's just that one second place one. Yeah, <laughs> and that is like the huge disappointment of the arena. Yeah, yeah, the Hawks deserve to lose. I don't know if they come back for the sequel. I might, I might, I'm kind of inclined to tr- to check it out. Honestly, I think I I'm might. gonna. Yeah, I, I like this I'm- movie so much that I'm gonna check out the other two. Yeah, I think I'm probably also going to watch because I already knew I was going to watch the show. So I think I probably will watch two and three. Um, Yeah, I mean, we kind of spoiled our concluding thoughts at the top, but um, (laughs) I'm I'm happy that you liked it. We have not had a good track record with introducing people (laughs) to 90s uh, kids sports movies. I actually, I I went into the Little Giants episode feeling pretty good and mm mm-mm. Really? Wow. No. That one did not go well. <laughs> Space Jam is probably one of the more infamous examples we've had of someone not enjoying a, a movie. Uh, so it's, yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it because it's, yeah, it's a good one. It's got I'm heart. glad that I enjoyed it. So I didn't come back on here sounding like an old grumpy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was probably, your would have been your third strike. And then it's just, she's too negative. <laughs> we, we let then I get point, fired again. <laughs> we let point break slide, but oof, mighty ducks. I stand by my comments for point break. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do I, damn it. So there you go. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Holds, holds up. If anyone out there is thinking about hitting it up again before the, the new show starts, it's worth your time. It's a pretty quick watch. So check it out. Kim, what is something you are currently enjoying? Um. There's two things, because last night I came in prepared to to recommend I Care A Lot with Rosamund Pike, which I loved. It was so good. Um, But last night I watched the new Amy Poehler movie, Moxie, and it just came out. It just came out. Um, And it is exceptional and it's a huge gut punch and it's an emotional ride, but it's fabulous. And everybody should flock on Netflix and watch Moxie. Okay. (laughs) I... Honestly, I had no idea that movie even existed. So watch it. I need to know your thoughts. I came on Twitter to see if anyone shared any Mighty Ducks thoughts. And of all things, Space Jam is trending. (laughs) So let's 
see why Space Jam is trending. Oh, there's a f- Entertainment Weekly has a first look at the sequel. Oh, they're making another Space Jam, in case you didn't know that. I did not know that. And yes. that is not good. <laughs> no, it's very good. Space really? Jam, <laughs> Space Jam, a new legacy with LeBron James. I'm, huh. I mean, obviously I'm in. Comes out in July. I'll go to a movie theater to see that <laughs> alone because my wife will never let me bring the children. And I would have to spend the whole time going, okay, that's Bugs Bunny. That's Daffy Duck. <laughs> that's Porky. Like, no one wants to hear that. So, uh, what am I currently enjoying? I actually felt bad. I should have mentioned this on the last episode and I forgot. Uh, so I think I've po- I post them sometimes, but I write some reviews for sci-fi and scary.com. So if you want to read those or any of the other lots and lots and lots of cool stuff on that site uh, that I recommend checking out. But uh, about a month ago or a couple weeks ago, they released an anthology. Some members of the site got together and organized a, a horror anthology and all of the proceeds are going to charity. I pulled it up. Uh, the Pulmonary Hypertension Association and the National Domestic Violence Hotline will receive joint uh, funds from the sales of this book. And it's an ebook you can get on Amazon, and it's all short stories about body horror. Mm. Uh, and for anyone who was like, what does that mean? It's exactly that awful shit happening to the human body. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. But I, I mean, um, Sam also, who's been on the show many a time, helped put the book together. And I've definitely sent her a few like, Jesus Christ, I just finished this story messages. So it's not necessarily for the weak of hearts. The first story will tell you right away <laughs> if this is something for you. It involves periods. That's all I'm going to say. And perhaps... And I'll say this and then I'll ask if they're okay with it and maybe I'll cut it out after. What if one just never stopped ever? Oh my God, that is a horror fest. How would you deal with that? And where would you put everything? So that's one, that's the, <laughs> that is one of the stories. And my Thursday is ruined as I think about that. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I've been reading a couple stories before bed every night. It's pretty, it's like 30 stories. It's like five bucks for a good cause. Check it out. Other than that, oh, and we watched the movie Monster Hunter. And if you want 90 minutes of Tony Jaw and Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, I forget. She clarified it herself even, and I don't remember. Uh, hitting big ass monsters with big ass swords. Monster Hunter. <laughs> I had a lot of I had a lot of fun. It was exactly the movie I wanted and needed. So there you go. Where can you watch that? Uh it should be on digital. F- it, I mean, actually, you can open it, it, or sorry, you can watch it in our recently opened movie theaters. Uh it's hmm. playing there because it played for one day in December and then they all got shut down. Uh hmm. and then it came out as one of those 20 or $25 early releases, but it's out on disc now. So it's probably like five bucks to, to rent. And uh, it's very silly, but it is a lot of fun. And I think that about does it for Mighty Ducks. I'd say we'll do the second movie, but since I'm probably going to watch it like tonight, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt we're going to do that. 
Oh, we'll report back maybe just as a little aside and whatever we cover next. I think you should probably pick our next one. Uh, every time I pitch something, you're like, no. <laughs> when have I ever said no? Name one thing you pitched that I said no to. I can't remember. It's usually something really bad. <laughs> I gave you Sister Act 2. We didn't That's even true. watch the first one. So I love how my arc on this podcast is we start there and I love it. And then I hate everything else. <laughs> and then we come right back to the 90s. I'm like, yes, beautiful, wonderful. Give me inspirational kids 90 movies. I guess that's what we need. That's our wheelhouse. So there you go. I'm going to put all the pressure on you to decide what we're going to cover next. So have you done uh, a kid in King Arthur's court? Nope. Kate Winslet's first role ever done. Let's oh, do it. No. Is it? It's that or the movie where she kills a woman's mother. Those sound like very different films. They're very different. <laughs> I think she was really young and she was gay. Like she had a, a, a girlfriend and that's why they decided to kill the mom. And she had to get permission from her actual real mom to be in that movie. I have to know now. So let's you have up. to look it up. It's so, so good. Let's yeah, look Kate up Winslet. Kate Winslet. I feel because <laughs> Titanic was 97, though. I feel like that's quite a jump if she did Kid and King Arthur's Court like four years before that. She played a really minor role. She played an older sister who was forced to almost marry a really mean guy. Okay, yeah. So there is Heavenly Creatures, the movie <gasps> you're thinking of? I think so. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. I so watched that was, it years ago. So that was before it was that, then Kid and King Arthur's Court, Sense and Sensibility, Jude, Hamlet, Titanic. There we go. So, <laughs> uh, oh, Heavenly Creatures is like early Peter Jackson. I know that movie. Uh, and it looks like that is the one you're thinking of. But yeah. We should, maybe, maybe we'll do Kid and King Arthur's Court. I'm totally on board for that. Perfect. 4.7 on IMDb. <laughs> and, and the fucking tagline is joust do it in the Nike font. Oh, I already so that, love it. So that's garbage. <laughs> and we're going to do that movie. So get ready. <laughs> in the meantime, thank you to Tef Sound for the theme song. Uh, follow us on the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Visit the website where I have at least finally a couple other pages in the works. Uh, throw some money at our Patreon if I, so I can stop using my built-in laptop mic and buy another external hard drive because, goddamn, these files fill a laptop up real quick. Uh, and do you have another good Mighty Ducks one-liner to take us out on? You said you noted some. That, I've, I've said all of them. All right, well, then we'll end how we should have started. Quack. 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 Why can't we get in sync? Oh, whatever. I'm shutting this down. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do with silly.